I want to take you to kind of the, the key verse for today in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, and yet Fear is something we all face, the emotion of fear. I face the emotion of fear. You face the emotion of fear. Matter of fact, in in society, they've listed the top 10 fears. I wonder which one of these fears that the, 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 the emotion of fear messes with you in one of these particular areas. Let me give you the top 10 fears. And the first is public speaking. Some of you have that fear of public speaking and obviously I don't have that fear because look at me. Come on, church. Um, so some have the fear of heights. And I actually, I wouldn't say I have a fear of heights, but kind of. You know what I'm saying? That I don't really like heights. Uh, you know, my kids, they'll say, let's go and ride this water, at a water park. And they'll, they'll want to ride this tall ride. You got to walk all the way up. And then I'm one of those guys, I get a little queasy. You know what I mean? I, I, it's not really for, for me. I can just be a little bit uh, fearful of, of heights. Some people going to the dentist is a fear. Not for me. I love going to the dentist because I like getting my free toothbrush, my free toothpaste, and my floss. And I will remind them if they forget, hey, where's my back? Where's my back? Uh, some people are, are, are fearful of snakes. My, my lovely wife, Tiffany, is afraid of snakes. If I get a little plastic snake and throw it at her, y'all would, just, y'all would laugh at Tiffany. She is afraid of snakes. Driving down the road to see a snake, she's scared that she's in her car. I'm like, why are you scared? You're in the car. Scared of snakes. Spiders and insects is another fear of people. My, my little daughter is, is, is fearful of spiders. It's funny. She, she'll see a spider in her room. Dad, mom, there's a spider in my room. She won't kill it. I mean, look, I mean little things like little bit. She is scared, going to come get us to come kill the spider. She, she does not like spiders. Some people are, are, are fearful of germs. Now, I'm not fearful of germs. I just don't like them. So that's the difference. I'm not fearful. I just got sanitizer everywhere, but I'm not fearful. So some people are fearful of uh, dogs is another one. People are fearful of dogs. Some people are fearful of thunder and lightning. There are some people fearful of flying. They won't fly anywhere. They're going to drive everywhere. Some people are fearful of enclosed spaces. And I kind of can have this fear, this little, little claustrophobia. I, I don't really like that. And uh, when I fly on an airplane, I like to be in the aisle seat. I don't want to be on the window. I don't like to be in the middle. I can just get a little claustrophobic. Matter of fact, the first time I went on a, a missions trip overseas, I went, I was 21 and I was, uh, Tiffany and I had just got married, or 22, 22, I was 22 actually, I was 22 and Tiffany was 20, we just got married and I remember kissing my bride bye as I was going on a missions trip for several days over to Africa, Uganda. And I got on the airplane, first time flying overseas, and, and you know, landed, landed in England, and then went on over to Africa. And I did great there, man, had a great crusade. It was, it was awesome preaching the first time internationally. And then I was flying back home. And on that long flight from uh, Africa to, to back to England, church, I lost it. Had me all cooped up in that plane, and people all next to me, and I was getting hot, hot flashes, and I was like, whoo, get something to drink, whoo, I need some, can you bring me some water? I said, hey, some person next to me, I got to get up, I get up, 
walking, hey, I need to, I need to stewardess. This church, I wish I was playing. I'm not playing a bit. They said, hey, sir, you say, I don't know what's wrong with me. Lay down. I laid on the middle of the floor. I mean, church, I was, you know I'm a germaphobe, right? I laid on the middle of the floor. They got, they got ice and put it over me. Got me sipping on Sprite. I think I'm about to die on the airplane. Claustrophobia. Right there, church. That's, 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 that, that's it right there. Listen, we all struggle with the emotion of fear. And the emotion of fear, if left unchecked, if not submitted to the word of God, can lead you to the spirit of fear. And whenever you have the spirit of fear, fear will begin to control your life. And today, the spirit of fear has many people in an unhealthy place. Some of you today, you're being controlled by fear. Fear is robbing you of peace. Fear is robbing you of joy. Fear is robbing you of mental and emotional stability. Fear is robbing you of relational health. Fear is robbing you from living out your God-given purpose. The spirit of fear is, is attached to your life, has, has grown. This, this emotion of fear has been left unchecked and has turned into the spirit of fear and is controlling your life. And today what I want to do is I want us to look at the cause, the consequences, and the cure of fear. Today I believe as I preach the anointed and inspired word of God that today somebody is going to get free from the spirit of fear. Fear is going to break off somebody's life today and you're going to move into all that God has in for your life. I believe it today. Let's look at the cause of fear. And today we're going to study the story of David and Goliath. It is a story that really focuses on fear and helps us understand the power of fear. And let's look at the cause of fear. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse number 9, it says, If he is able to fight and kill me, this is Goliath, the giant speaking. And he's actually talking to the, the Israelite army. He says, we will become your, your subjects, but if I overcome him and he and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day, I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed. Now check this out. And terrified. Goliath, a Philistine giant, told the Israelite army, send somebody to fight me right now. If they defeat me, we will become your subjects. We'll serve you. But if we defeat, if I defeat him, you all will become our servants. You will become our subjects. And the Bible says that the threat of this giant, he was threatening their freedom. He was threatening their family. And the Bible says the Israelites were so terrified. They were scared. They were fearful of his threats. They were gripped and controlled by fear. The scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 23 as he was talking with them. Goliath the Philistine champion from Gath stepped out from the lines and shouted his usual defiance and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him, notice, in great fear. They saw the giant, they heard the giant's threats and they were gripped with fear and the Bible says they began to 
run. And in our world today, right now in our world, there are a lot of giants threatening us. There's the giant of COVID-19, the giant of an uncertain future, the giant of division, racism, injustice, the giant of economic uncertainty, the giant of an election and people are feeling threatened. Did you realize that the universal trigger for fear is the threat of harm, real or imagined? And once fear is triggered, it can quickly turn into the spirit of fear. If you don't, if you don't uh, deal with that fear, if you don't get it surrendered and submitted to uh, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, that fear, that emotion of fear can lead into the spirit of fear. And you find yourself being controlled by fear. Let me give you the top 10 most common fears that control people's lives. The 10 most common fears that control people's lives. I would encourage you to get a pen, get your phone, and take down some of the fears that impact your life. The 10 most common fears that control people's lives. And it it, it turns into the spirit of fear. And the first is change. The fear of change. A lot of people fear change. They actually resist it. And that's tough because we live in an ever-changing world. It feels like change happens more and more rapidly each passing day. And people can fear change. There's the fear of loneliness. And the fear of loneliness causes people to resist being alone. They, 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 they so desperately not want, they don't want to be alone that they'll stay in a bad relationship. They obsessive, they're obsessive over social media and texting and phone calls. They're just always on their device because they always need to engage with people somehow, some way, because they just fear being lonely. So they're just always on their phone. There's the fear of failure. This is one of the most controlling fears on earth is this fear of failure. It controls people's lives. People avoid doing anything where success is not guaranteed they fear failure. There's the fear of rejection. And this causes people to avoid things like meeting new people or trying to enter into a new relationship. The fear fear of rejection stops people from asking other people for things they really do need to be successful because they feel like that person is going to reject me. Even married people can avoid asking their spouse for something because they fear being rejected. I've dealt with the fear of rejection. And the interesting thing about the fear of rejection or a lot of these fears is you don't even realize that it's controlling you. I even dealt with it in my own marriage and fear that Tiffany would reject me and others would reject me and how how I acted and spoke because of that fear that was controlling my life. And thank God for the work of the Holy Spirit that I'm a whole lot better today than I was years ago, but it's something that I have struggled with, the fear of rejection. There's the the fear of uncertainty, and people avoid trying something different because they fear uncertainty, uncertainty of the future. They're, they're They're just 
controlled by the fear of uncertainty. There's the fear of loss of freedom. Oh, this is impacting. Some of you are, are identifying yourself right now. Now, there's the fear of lo- the loss of freedom. And, and the loss of freedom can cause someone to become so obsessed with freedom that it actually has the opposite effect on their life. Let me give you an example. Maybe someone is, is just uh, obsessed with having so much freedom that they actually avoid getting a job with a steady income because they say, I just want to be free, and yet they miss out on the freedom that comes with financial stability. Fear of the loss of freedom. There's the, the fear of something bad happening, and it's unfortunate. It's an inevitable fact of life that bad things happen. And people allow the fear of bad things, the fear of doom and gloom to prevent them from enjoying life. Some of you are there right now. Fear is stopping you from living a rich and a full life. Fear is stopping you from enjoying the right now because you're always so focused and consumed with something bad is going to happen. There's the fear of getting hurt, getting hurt. This is one of the top 10 fears that control people's lives. And people who fear getting hurt, it it causes people to emotionally overprotect themselves, their children, their relationships. This fear of uncomfortable feelings and emotional wounds will prevent you from making deep and meaningful connections. It stops you from being vulnerable at home, vulnerable at work, vulnerable at school, vulnerable in relationships, vulnerable at, at your small group. It just keeps you from being vulnerable. You keep your walls up. And boy, do I know this fear. I have struggled with this throughout the years. I thank God that I'm a lot better than... I was, and I'm walking in much greater freedom. But boy, was I abound by this fear because I've been hurt, and I go back to my childhood, and I go back to being sexually abused, and I go back to putting up walls and not being vulnerable. And I've come a long ways, and today I find myself being vulnerable with my wife and with my children, vulnerable with, I'm more vulnerable with you than I've ever been before. I'm more vulnerable in relationships than I've ever been before. As the Lord has healed and touched my heart, walls have come down, and I'm, I, I, come, I refuse to walk in the spirit of fear. There's, there, there's the fear of being judged. That's a real fear people have. They're going to be, they're, they're fearing being judged and it can v- prevent you from being your true self because you're controlled by wanting to be liked. And so you, you, you don't live according to biblical values because you want to, you, you, want, you want people to so like you and you want to so fit in that you won't live according to God's word. You will do whatever it takes to, to fit in. You're, you're always fearful of being judged. You're obsessed with pleasing people. And here's this last one. I want you to identify yourself. The last one is the fear of inadequacy, the fear of inadequacy. And this is this fear where you, 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 you always feel you're not good enough. You don't measure up. And so because of that, you become an underachiever or, or you become a perfectionist in effort to try to prove your worth to other people. And that fear can grip your life and control you. And when you become controlled by the cause of fear, you then suffer from the consequence of fear. And I want us to see this is so important. If fear starts to control you, we all deal with the emotion of fear. And then if unchecked, it turns into the spirit of fear. And I want us to see the consequences of the spirit of fear. Let me give you three consequences of fear. Three consequences. And the first is this. Fear paralyzes progress. Fear paralyzes 
progress. Let's look back at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 16. It says, for 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Get the picture. For 40 days, this Philistine giant came out twice a day and he threatened the Israelite army. He was threatening their lives. He was threatening their families. He was threatening their freedom. He was threatening their future. And the army was paralyzed for 80, 80 different times, 80 different occasions. They had the opportunity to fight this giant, to fight for their freedom, to fight for their future. And they did nothing. They were paralyzed. Being controlled by fear will stop your progress. Here they are in the Valley of Elah doing nothing. The fear, the spirit of fear will stop your personal progress. Some of you have dreams. You have aspirations. You have goals. But because of the spirit of fear, you're doing Nothing to make it happen. It'll stop your career progress. You desire that management position. You desire to advance in the company, but you're paralyzed and you're doing nothing. It'll stop your educational progress. Some of you desire to go back and to get your GED. Some of you desire to get your college education. Some of you have this desire to go back and to get your college education. Some of you have this burning desire to go back and get your master's degree, your doctor's degree, but fear is paralyzing you and you have all of these dreams and you're doing nothing. It'll stop your your family and relational progress. And some of you are looking at your relationships and they're unhealthy. There's dysfunction. There's there's drama. There's unresolved issues. And you actually want them to improve. But the fear fear has gripped your life and you're doing nothing. You're, you're, You're paralyzed. Some of you is financial progress. You've been saying for years, I'm going to get on this budget. I'm I'm going to start paying off this debt. I'm going to do it. I I see what I need to do. I'm going to start honoring God and start tithing. And yet you you find yourself doing nothing. You've made no progress. You you haven't moved forward. Fear has just paralyzed you. Some of you, it's your, your business progress. You want your business to flourish even during this pandemic. You want to see change. You want to see growth. You want to become more profitable. Some of you have this desire to start your business and it's a dream in your heart and you're doing nothing because fear you see the giant and you're paralyzed you're in the valley of Elah and you're doing nothing because fear has gripped your heart and fear paralyzes progress don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen fear will keep you stuck, stuck in the same life, the same spot, the same situation, the same problems, the same issues, the same habits, the same hang-ups. You'll find yourself stuck. And some of you aren't just stuck. You're actually going backwards. Fear has so gripped your heart. It's so gripped your life. You're not just paralyzed. You're supposed to be going this way, and some of you are actually going that way because of fear the bible says in first samuel chapter 17 verse 24 whenever the israelites saw the man they all fled why they fled from him in great 
fear. They weren't just stuck and paralyzed. They began to run away from the giant. And some of you aren't just paralyzed. You're running away from the very thing you should be running towards. What does fear have you running away from? Come on, I want you to think about that. What does the fear that's gripped your life have you running away from? What decision are you running away from? What person are you running away from? What opportunity are you running away from? What problem are you running away from? What relationship are you running away from? What financial challenge are you running away from? They saw the giant. That was their key to victory. They had to overcome their fear. But instead of dealing with the giant, first they're paralyzed. And now they're running from the giant because of the fear the spirit of fear that will jump on your life and control your life. I want us to see a second consequence of fear. Not only does it paralyze your progress, but it will paralyze your potential. It will paralyze your potential. Think about this. All of these skilled, gifted, trained soldiers had an opportunity to go battle against this Philistine. They had an opportunity to, to fight for their freedom and to fight for their family and to fight for their, 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 their future. They had this opportunity. They had this potential to win this battle so that the nation would not go into captivity. They had this opportunity. They had this potential to become a hero. They had this opportunity to receive blessing after blessing that was on the other side of their fear. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 25 says, Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. There were blessings on the other side of the fear. But fear will always keep you from your potential. You have to hear this, church. Fear will always keep you from the blessings that God wants to pour out on your life. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. It'll paralyze your potential. Don't let fear decide your future. Don't let fear keep you from the opportunities. Don't let fear keep you from your potential. Don't let fear keep you from the blessings God wants to pour out on your life. There's a third thing that I want you to see, a third consequence, and that is fear paralyzes perspective. It paralyzes perspective. You see, fear paralyzes you from having a healthy perspective and the and the deceptive thing about fear is you don't sometimes most of the time you don't even see it you don't see that you have a fearful perspective and you start seeing everything through the filter of fear and you just get used to seeing everything through the filter of fear and fear has an entirely different perspective than faith let me give you fear's perspective you see when you when you're operating with fear's perspective, you don't even know it, but you're, you, got, you got fear over your eyes. You got fear. Everything that you look at, it's, it's actually looked at through the lens of fear. And you get so used to walking around not seeing everything clearly, you just think it's normal. And you walk around with fear's perspective. First Samuel 17 verse 32 said, I want to show you fear's perspective. David said to Saul, 
Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go. You are not able to go. You are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth. Fear always makes you small and the giant big. Fear will always tell you what you can't do. Fear told the entire Israelite army that they could not fight this giant. I don't know a thousand or thousands of soldiers. I don't know what each one of their excuses were, but they were driven by fear and the perspective of fear, and they felt like they were not able to do it. Fear caused the king of Israel to look at young David and say, David, you are not able to do it. Fear will always make you small and the giant big. And some of you are constantly saying you can't. You don't even realize that the spirit of fear is controlling your life. I can't. No, I can't. No, we, I can't do that. No, I can't. I can't. No, I can't. Fear will always make you small and the giant big. But that's fear's perspective of the giant. Let me give you, give you faith's perspective of the giant. When you get faith's perspective, all of a sudden, you start saying things clearly. You start seeing things from a different perspective. And Lord knows I'm glad I took off those glasses because I can read the scripture better now. <laughs> Let me give you faith's perspective of the giant. It's 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. It says, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Listen to how faith's perspective. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Come on, you know you're a bad mama jamma when you start talking about a brother's circumcision. You know what I'm saying? I mean, David just, ah, ah, who is that uncircumcised? Go ahead, David. Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God. You see, faith's perspective sees that God is bigger than the giant. God is bigger than the giant. David goes on to say in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 46, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike, down, strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds. Matter of fact, David has so much faith in the Lord. He said, I won't just kill the giant. He said, I'm going to take down the whole army. I, that's what he said. I will give the carcasses of the whole army. David... <laughs> You something else, David. I, this very day, I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army. I'm just not worth but no giant. I'm going to take on the army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that, that why, there's a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord says the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Faith perspective says God is bigger than my giant. Somebody get the giant that you facing in your mind and you got to believe it church God is bigger than your giant 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 I said God is bigger than the giant that you're facing faith's perspective says God God is bigger God is bigger than the giant that I'm facing oh church you got to believe it today you need to get a faith perspective and the third is this, I've given you the, the cause of fear. We all deal with the emotion of fear, left unchecked, turned into the spirit of fear. It starts controlling our life. Then there's the cause of fear, and we 
we get paralyzed in areas of our life. And, and, and the third thing I want you to see is the cure of fear. The cure of fear. Here's the cure, church. Get ready for it. Get ready for this. Here's the cure. You need to depend on the power of God. You need to depend on the power of God. I know what somebody's thinking right now. Mm, I thought it was going to be something more deeper than that. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be, be profound. I'm telling you, this is more profound than you realize. Let me say it to you another way. Stop depending on your power. Stop relying on your gifts and your power on your time. Stop depending on you and start depending on God's power. Second Timothy chapter one and verse number seven, back to our key verse. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So, so God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Everybody shout power. Come on, every location shout power. Come on in your living room, shout power. God's giving you power and love and a sound mind. So our great God has not given us a spirit of fear. When you gave your life to Jesus, when you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you were, let me use some church words, uh, when you were born again, when you were regenerated, when you gave your life to Jesus and you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that God put inside of you is a spirit of power. God didn't give you a spirit of timidity. He put a Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit inside of you it's a spirit of power and you need to stop relying so much on your power on your strength and you need to start relying on the Lord's power hear this church this is key fear is focused on you faith is focused on God it'll set you free if you get that in your heart fear is focused on you Faith is focused on God. This is not about you. This is not about your power. This is not about your strength. This is not about how talented you are. This is not about how much education you have. This has never been about you. It's about the power of God that's inside of you. Let me show you how David overcame fear. First, let me remind you. I read it to you a little earlier. Some of you didn't catch it. David went down to the battle lines with his brother. The Bible says when David was down there with his brothers, the giant came out, Goliath. He started threatening Israel. And the scripture says they all ran. That, that includes David. They all ran, the Bible says. But David didn't let that fear go unchecked. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 37, the Lord, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion. And the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Does anybody else have a testimony? Does anybody else, can you look back over your life and say there were some bears and there were some lions that God gave me the victory. There were some things I didn't know how I was going to get out of it, but the Lord showed up. I didn't know how that situation was going to turn around, but the Lord gave me the victory. Oh, there was a bear in my way and I didn't know how I would get the victory. Oh, but the Lord showed up. And he gave me victory over the bear. He gave me victory over the lion. And he's not going to leave me now. He will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you, young man. And he will be, and he will be. 
And David said, I can overcome fear and face the giant because the Lord is with me. This is not about my gifts and talents. The Lord is with me. The Lord will rescue me. The Lord will help me. The Lord will fight for me. The Lord will empower me. Fear focuses on me, but faith focuses on God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through him, through Christ, who gives me strength. Oftentimes, we put the emphasis in the wrong place. We put the emphasis on us. It never is about us. When he says, I can do all things, the emphasis is not on I can do all things. No, the emphasis is I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ who gives me strength. Fear focuses on me, but faith focuses on God. First John chapter 4 and verse number 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's always about God. It's always about the one living on the inside of you. It's always about the power of God that's in you. Whatever that he is, whatever that thing is, whatever that giant is, you can face it and fight it and win because of who is in you. The Lord is with you. Focus on the Lord and his power. And David had his eyes on the Lord. This is not about me. I'm not a trained soldier. I hadn't been down here working with my skills like you fellas have been with your soldier skills. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. 1 Samuel 17, verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream. Some historians say, David chose five stones, not because he thought he was going to miss Goliath, but some historians say because Goliath had four brothers. He's going to take them all out. Put them in the pouch of his shepherd's back. And with his sling in his hand, approached. That's a key word. Come on, everybody say approached. I need this to get in your heart today. Everybody say approached. He approached the Philistine. David overcame his fear by focusing on God's power, and he approached the giant. He grabbed his slingshot and approached the enemy. And somebody today, you need to focus on God, grab your slingshot, and approach the giant. Listen, church, don't stay paralyzed. Well, pastor, I have some fear. I have some fear. Listen, we all face fear, but don't let it control you. There's two meanings of fear. Get your camera, get your phones out. Take a picture of this. Come on, get, get your phones out. Online, get your phone out. I'm just telling you, you want to get a picture of this right now. Let me give you two meanings of fear. The first meaning is this, forget everything and run. Fear, forget everything and run. And when you get controlled by fear, you start running. You start running backwards. You, you, you're, you're paralyzed. Fear is controlling your life. And you're just running away from God's purpose, God's plans, God's blessings. Forget everything and run. Let me give you a second meaning of fear. And that is face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Being brave isn't the absence of fear. Being brave is having that fear and finding a way through it. And your way through fear is focusing on God and God's power and approaching the giant. Somebody today, Pastor, I got some fear. Oh, yeah, listen, we all deal with fear. It's an emotion we all have. But, but being brave is having that fear and finding a way through it somebody needs to get your slingshot get your eye on your God I got a real rock church 
Somebody needs to get your eye off you and get your eye on God. And somebody today needs to get out of the valley of Elah and you need to approach your giant. The Bible says, David, approach the giant. Somebody needs to approach that relationship. Somebody needs to approach that forgiveness. Somebody needs to approach starting that business. Somebody needs to approach get on the dream team and serving. Somebody needs to approach leading that small group. Somebody needs to approach getting on a budget and getting out of debt and starting tithing. Somebody needs to approach right now that your company's going to turn around because you're going to put practices in that honor God. Somebody needs to approach that giant and say, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to go get my GED. I'm going to get my college education. I'm going to get my master's. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to be who God's called me to be. Somebody get your slingshot. Get your slingshot. Get your slingshot. Get your slingshot and approach the giant. Approach the giant. Don't keep living in fear. Approach the giant. Come on, stand with me at every location. Come on, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. Somebody fight today. Somebody fight today. It may look like